Okay. Okay. So, here we are. Having here we lunch. are, Dave. Well, I have um, two topics to talk about. Two topics to talk about, okay. Yeah. Um, one is uh, we mentioned this week when we were uh, talking about things that um, when we were growing up, we knew everybody on. Uh, oh, that's right. You said that yesterday. On uh, this our on, street. On your street, you knew everybody. You knew everybody's name. Thank you. I love For those. You? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oops. Still's got her avocado smoothie, which to me still seems like the strangest food item mm. one would ever make. Um, because um, my sister. Who lives in Montreal mm-hmm. was going down for the weekend to see her friends yeah. from when she was growing up. Yep. Thanks. Her childhood friends. Yeah. And I could tell their first names and their last names, and I knew where they lived. And I knew their parents yeah. when I was a little girl. Sure. And now, um, I don't know if... I can name a few people on my street, and most of the time we never know what their last names are, even our neighbors. Yeah. I know next door. I thought it was right Doug next door, and Donna. Doug and Donna. And then I know Jonathan beside them. He's um, a lawyer? Yeah, the guy I taught him. Mm. Like he was a psych student, so I know him. Um, and um, the woman next door, the other side, she knows who I am. Cool but I don't know. They're yeah. on our street. Yep. The woman across the. No, next door, the other side. Oh, yes, yes. I always forget her name. Yeah, well, I don't know. She's I've... driven me to work like five times. Oh, really? Yeah, she sees me walking along to university, yeah. She says, Hi, Isabel. She knows my name. Oh, she asks about hers. you and Maddie and John. I know. But yeah. Why don't you mean? Totally. And it's strange. I don't know why that is. I don't know. It's because people are. They move a lot. People move a lot. I think it might be that. I think it might be that. I mean, some people have been on that street, like Doug and Donna next door. They've been on that, our street since, like, they, they, they've owned that house since it was that house, like, since 1973 kind of thing. And I'd never heard of a divorce house until, a what? you know, 10 years ago. What? People would say, we'd point to this house and say it's for sale. It's a divorce house. I don't know what a divorce house is, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a house where people have divorced and they're, they, they're trying to sell the house. So it oh. could be a good deal because... I've never heard know, that expression. Divorce house. I've never heard that expression. That's a thing? Yeah. Okay. Donna uses it all the time. So that must be a thing. Really? On, uh, I, I used to, it's something I've never heard before because it, 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 oh, okay. I, I just thought one person got the house. I thought that was how that worked. I don't know. Well, often they buy out their partner, then they're stuck with a house that they don't want anymore, so yeah, yeah. they want to sell it okay. I've, on I've just top been... of everything, oh, okay. and then they're trying to make some money because they don't want to lose everything. Sure. 
and usually that doesn't work very well. Yeah, I've never heard that. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. But yeah, we, I mean, I knew everybody on my street when I was a kid. Even up till when I was living in London, when I was like, moved there when I was 12. We knew everybody. We had, you know, five houses. It was, you knew everybody on the street pretty, pretty much. You may not know them, know them, and hang out with them. But you knew them to, uh, what's the number for? You knew their names. Right? Yeah. You mean that have no like they may not have had kids so you didn't hang out with them, you know, or something. But you knew their names. And that's yeah, that's it's true. It's I think it's probably because people move around a lot more, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. The other thing uh, is uh, one that I wanted to talk about was this uh, new um, website well, application I'm using. It's called Heiku. Not Haiku, but Heiku. Mm. Right. And they're slowly building uh, readership. Some Heiku get like 70 likes from from the community. It's a, so it's a community of its, I of its think own. it would be like 100,000 people, maybe 100,000 members. But it's a, it's a community of its own that also you can cross-post to Facebook and Twitter and stuff. Yeah. I see. And it's for writing haikus, right? Yeah. I got an email um, featuring the five best Oh, yeah. Haikus of the week, and they featured a writer asking her questions. She answered them. Right. And you could reply to her. Okay. And then, um, in order to continue posting comments, you could make a. Um, WordPress web website. Okay. Sure. A blog website, so yep. I just made one. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I'm just gonna post thoughts and. What's the address? Give it a plug. Like three, three line, three liners, not big. Um, kind of thoughts, you know, like mm -hmm. just a sort of. Maybe I'll do like my three. They call it, call them daily affirmations. Like three, three, three gratitude. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. Yeah. Three things that you're thankful for every day. Doggone it! People like me. Just so it makes you think about positive things instead of thinking about negative things in your head. Yeah. That's a, that's a therapy technique. Yeah, I know. <laughs> In fact, when I, I remember when I did... Um, you know all this, but you don't apply it often. What, to myself? Well... What, are you judgmental much? <laughs> right. I mean, if you know all this... Physician, why heal why thyself. Don't you, why don't you tell people, you know, that it would be a good idea to start doing this? You don't believe in it? What do you mean I don't tell? I've told people that before. You've told people to write down in a book yes. three things in that fact, they're I have. thankful for. In fact, I have, yes. 
though I usually use the word number five. Oh, really? And I say five things that, the good that happened to you I've today. I've never heard. I've never heard. You, they're usually post do this or they're, they're usually say very it. personal conversations I'm having with people that are in oh. distress. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, what I usually tell the people that, that are friends of mine that are having a rough time is, well, suck it up, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're using that. Um, what is it called? That that psychology that's kind of in your face. Rational. Sub, sub, subversive. No, rational emotive. Oh. Rational emotive therapy is this idea that you confront irrational thinking of a of a patient. Yeah. Okay. So you say to them. Oh yeah, like. Do you really think that this is yeah, possible? Yeah, and, and, and you show them that it, like, and you also demonstrate that it's not that true. That you've done with me many times. And then, yes, I know. <laughs> because that's more your style. And you also get them emotional about it. You tell them, and who cares? You know, it doesn't matter that, so, and if, even if it were true that everyone hated you, who gives a shit? That, that's the, that kind of thing? So that's what you're doing in that case. But no, I, I've told, when I had therapy for being angry, at Al. Um, one of the things he had me do was list five things that were good every day. And you look over them as time goes by as you get feeling better and they they start out being very small things like smell smell pile of fresh laundry. Yeah. Um, but then they end up being good things. Had a great conversation with, you know, whomever. But yeah, I've told people to do that as recently as last month. I told somebody to do that. Yeah. It's something okay, I well, it's something I do because it works. That, actually, I never thought you believed in that. I know it's true. And there's data that suggests it works. It's not like it's snake oil. It's not like it's Freud or some crap. Or that Carl Rogers bullshit Scarborough did. Yeah. <laughs> Still had there bother him. <laughs> um Yeah, so I'm I might use it for Because um, and then I won't link it to Facebook. So no, you don't want anybody to see this. Well, that's fine. I'm just I'm just on Facebook all the time, and people are tired of me. <laughs> Who's tired I'm of you? I'm pretty sure. Who? People are tired. I've heard comments like, "Oh, so you post a lot." From who? From a friend at the university. So do I. Big deal. Isabel's eating roasted eggplant right now, just to let you know. So and it's, good. But it's it's otherworldly looking. It's one of those long oriental eggplants, as they call them, mm. Asian eggplants. And <laughs> it's just really funny. She's got it held by one end, and the other end, she's holding it up with chopsticks and shoving it into her mouth. It's great. I'm trying to eat them. The flesh and not the skin. The, the skin to see if... Skin isn't that eggplant skin. A lot of people don't like it, but I think it's fine. I mean, I'm not a huge eggplant guy. No, I don't like the skin. I don't think you post too much on Facebook. No? No, Christ not. Okay. I think it would depend. If you were posting all the time when you were supposed to be doing something else, yeah. No. You know, I'm only posting when I'm super free. I, I have nothing else to do. I, I only do stuff. I, I post things in the morning and in the evening. Sometimes, but that's about it. That's about it. Um, 
you know, like I wouldn't do it. I t- typically don't during the week, the work day. You do it in Senate. In Senate, yes, because I'm so pissed off and bored because everybody's annoying me. That, and it's a way to, it's it's a coping strategy. Yeah. It's simply a coping strategy. It's a way to I get know. through the day. I told Arthur that you did it to stop from imploding. <laughs> well, no, it's it's and it's never anything confidential. I would never break any. And I don't ever talk about anybody in particular because that's not professional. I wouldn't do that. Um, that's true. You know, no, I, I would just be, that's not cool. You don't do that sort of stuff. Thank you. So that's that's one of those things I wouldn't do. Mmm, seaweed salad. Well, I've got some dumplings here, so I'm happy with that. That's some gyoza. Mm-hmm. I find that it's a good way to fall asleep. <laughs> okay, that makes some sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. I read the haikus. Do you read other people's ones? Do you comment on them? Uh-huh. Okay. But do you have some to comment in a haiku? Some are, no. Some are such good writers. And others are just um, awful. Kind of <laughs> there for the sensationalism, and they're all sexy. And really? Others are like you're, you're kidding me. Oh no, I'm not kidding you. So there's ones about like there's people trying to pick up ladies. Yeah, there's there's one that always um, posts things that are like vaguely like. Um, Sadomasochistic, oh, uh, a woman dominating him, sort of, a little bit. He's like the imagery is. Does everything have she to. She stood in the doorway and fingered me one more, something like that. Does you know. everything have to be sexualized? I mean, I like sex. No, no, no. The other women are thing, like, all like, wow, this is hot. And they're all like. I mean, I have nothing Egging him on. And Sex is the fine thing. But does everything actually have to be sexualized? Everything? No, no, he's... He's the only one who does that. Everybody else is like... About cherry blossoms and Mount Fuji? Um, not that many. <laughs> They're coming. It's, um... Is this something I know is reading? You can tell that some, some are... Literary. Okay. There's one that's a musical... Obviously, that person is in music. Okay. Very, very good. Right. Very good writer. And another one, Subconk Paradise, I think that's his name. He yeah, yeah. writes um, with strong words. Okay. There will be, um, within the, the poem... There will be echoes of sounds, like lashes with ashes, these kind of things. I see. Uh, and uh, the one, the ones based on nature are the prettiest, really. Yeah. But it's 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 hard to. It's hard to get your 
sort of uh, champ lexical, that's what we call it in French. Okay. Uh, what's the that words mean? that you use your um, a champ, a champ can be a field, but it can also be an area. Okay. Uh, gotcha. Lexical. Lexical, I know what lexicon, that means. Sure. Yeah. Lexicon. Vocabulary, mm-hmm. meaning of words. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. So developing your champ lexical is a little bit. What are you? What kind of? What kind of feeling do you want to portray? Yeah. Okay. I try to to do things that are related to aging and the passing of life. Yeah. Because that's sort of where I'm at. My hair is starting to gray. Look better. Every My day. body is disintegrating. It, look, it looks better every day. Mm-mm. Well, I think so. Thanks. So, um, maybe you could write one of these uh, haikus about why people don't know their neighbors. Uh, see? <laughs> Tie it up, baby. So, it's really, um, it's interesting because there's a social network for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, everything seems to have an effect. That's how you sell ads eventually. Well, of course, yeah. That's how you make your money is you find out about the individuals and then you can target ads towards them. That's, uh-huh. that's how everything makes money. That's the only way it's going to make money. Because nobody's going to belong to Facebook for a dollar a month. Mm. Like, I would say, screw it. Nobody's going to belong to... Well, Twitter, they tried... Somebody tried a thing called app.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was $50 a year, mm. and it's that. Like, people joined. People joined. Now, I think people that I know that joined were all, like, Tom Merritt joined because it's his job, and he's said they hadn't posted in six months. Mm. Um, mostly people don't use those things because they're silly. Um, the odd ad, well, it's like TV shows, right? The odd ad, I don't mind because it's paying for me to watch this TV show. Of course, I also pay for the satellite. But... But yeah, everything seems to have a social network now. Everything. You know, then there's that LinkedIn, which I still don't understand. I don't even get the point of it. As I'm it is about starting, Instagram, mommy. I'm starting to understand it. What, LinkedIn? All of this, I'm starting to... Oh, just in general. Um, the social. Twitter. And I don't... I still can't... I'm not a Twitter user. Mm-hmm. I, I just... I can't get in. I, I just can't. <laughs> it, it, there must have been like a window of time when people found their voice, you know? It takes time uh, to build up enough people that on your list that, that also respond to you. That's the thing. Like, you can follow all the celebrities you want, but if they don't respond to you, it's a one-way conversation. It's not that much fun. It's when you respond to, like, when you can have a conversation with the dude or with Bob Goyette or Anthony Marco or with me or with you or whomever. That's fun. Um, but if you're just reading stuff, it's, it's like you're reading some shitty gossip magazine. That's not interesting. Yeah. But if you're reading 
like if you have conversations, they're yeah, short clip conversations. I that's fun. That's fun. But that takes that takes months of using it. And I mean, I was into it really early, so I very quickly had a lot of people online, right? Thank you. Um, a lot for the time. Thank you. Not, not now. Not a lot for now. Um, but that makes a big difference. And I, keep, I have to delete people because I'm following too many people. And I look a lot of times like, if, if you're not that interesting to me and I'm following, I, I just drop you. It's like my rule on Facebook. If you, if you piss me off three times, you're done. But it's not worth my while to get angry at a computer screen. Oh, I know. You can get quite angry. Who, me? Or yeah. just people? You. <laughs> Who, me? Mm-hmm. I don't get angry. I get even. <laughs> I just dropped a shrimp. It's just sand. Yeah. I was trying to eat it, and it just fell apart. Thank you. She was. Um, that, uh, unless you want to bring in another subject, um, we'll pack it in. For now? And we'll come back to this later? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess we'll take a little break. What should we play as the music between segments? Well, maybe we don't need any music between segments. We'll just pause for now. Put in a Tracy Chapman song. I don't have any Tracy Chapman songs. You don't want the Tracy Chapman songs. Okay. How's that? <laughs> okay, we're going to finish our lunch for now.
Okay, so we're back from having lunch and sushi lunch a week ago. <laughs> Not a week. It was Sunday, right? So five days ago. Five days ago. So what exciting has happened in the interim in the world of excitedness? I don't know. Well, I'm not sure. What? what? I don't know. Uh, seems like I'm always busy. You've been very busy. You have been very busy. I'm, I'm, I think I work a lot. I've been doing what we both do longer than you have, so I'm able to work a little more efficiently than you probably. But also you're taking classes, not just teaching them. So you know, you're, te- you're teaching one and taking two. You're busy with Jonathan. I do a lot of things with the boy. You have to pick him up from school. I take him to school as well. Take yeah. him to the doctor. Make his lunch. Uh, he make he makes his own lunch. Well, no. He said the bread is still <laughs> this morning. Yeah. But that was but that's after I make him chicken fingers in the in the oven and then yeah. he turns him into a chicken sandwich every morning. It's his new thing that he does. Yeah. Um I've been no, yeah, he's a lot easier to take care of now that he's... You've been busy podcasting. I uh, have been podcasting. Uh, I've been podcasting with you, sorry, with John, releasing, as those of you who have looked on the website, you know that the Jonathan Files is also on there, and he's got 48 out. Then you've been putting out, you just text me things out of nowhere. It comes across iMessage, and there's like an audio file and a little show notes thing. I gave you an account on the on the blog. You could do it yourself, but I do it. I'm happy to do it. And uh, then also we've had uh, the first episode of Best Episode Ever for the season came out. Well, you know what? Yeah. If if I end up going to the website, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to be uh, asking you 10,000 questions. Why is that working? How do I do this? How do I do that? Yeah, I know. So it's going to be more work. No, I'm just saying. It, also, it still always says... Posted by Dave Broadbeck, and it's like, here's some of my poems. Here are any fucking poems. You know. Here's my art. I don't do art. By Dave Broadbeck. It says that all the time. We'd say, by he's going to show at least. I didn't know that, but yeah. that's funny. Yeah, it's, well, it doesn't affect me. But it's not nearly as funny, I think, as you think it is, but. Um, <laughs> excuse me. So you're, you're quite the artist. Oh, I'm nothing if not a real Renaissance man. But, uh, and then we did the first episode of Best Episode Ever, and then we also, me and Anthony and Bob, and then we also started a new pod, pod, uh, that podcast called The... A boycast. Yeah, called the uh, Marshall McLuhan Variety Hour, mm-hmm. which is basically the We're premise... We're very proud of that. Oh, it's funny. It's fun. We had a good time doing it. Mm-hmm. The premise of that is we start out with a statement, and that's it. Nothing else is planned. Yeah. The first statement was, our podcast title is Clever. And that's it. And we'll have something next, like, we'll record another one Sunday, and it'll be something like, Molly Cyrus should stop twerking. And then it'll just go from there. It'll just go from there. And you never you know where it's going to end up. we shouldn't even talk about her. I was just thinking about something that was in the news. That's I don't all. care, I don't care, I don't care. Yeah, we said that in the car when we were on our way to try to get something to eat. Every fucking restaurant in town was packed today. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Avoid uh, going to restaurant on Friday. Well, it's Friday night at six o'clock. I mean, that's prime time for people going out to eat with their families and that, right? I so. hurt my thumb and don't even know how. 
I was cutting wood, and somehow... Is your whole thumb there? Yeah. <laughs> but, look, it's all bruised. Uh, is that you're holding the wood thumb? Yeah. Yeah? You, you, did, it, did it vibrate a lot? Yeah. That's all. Oh, that's what it it's does? It's the wood vibrating, yeah. It's because oh. you weren't holding it tightly enough. Oh. So it's just hitting back and forth against your thumb. Oh. Yeah. It'll, it'll bruise it. Hmm. Yeah. Ouch. Just gotta be careful. These are man things. It's like man stuff. You gotta know these things. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Oh. So did you have a... What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the um, uh, update on the uh, Charter of Quebec racism. Um, mm-hmm. Turns out that even Jacques Parizeau, a man who, in 1995, when the separatists lost the referendum, blamed it on money and the ethnic vote, um, which was at best distasteful. Uh, he was divisive. He was, I think Jacques Parizeau was a racist. Jacques Parizeau called the Francophones new. He used that all the time. Uh, it was a, he was just not, he was a divisive figure. And even he thinks it's too much. When he's the voice of moderation in that debate, it strikes me that they're kind of fucking crazy. You know, so Jacques Parizeau, voice of moderation. Which is kind of surprising. <laughs> well, see, you know, I think you think that a person is is what they think. You know, like well, that's yeah. If they what else say can I one think? Yeah. thing, that's it. This person is, you know, if you're against this person completely, but you don't even know that Do there you could be me? Are other you talking sides. About one. Uh, you me. Well, when you say something... No, I'm sorry. When you say something like that, you're a racist. To this person. I'd say it to his face right now if he was standing here. Well, I know, I know. You would would say that to every freaking Quebecois, you would say that. I'm sitting here with one right now. Uh, The people that vote for the PQ? Me and Bernard are the only Quebecers that I know of that you like. And Bob Goyach, that's it. Three Quebecers. That's it. Two men and a woman, and you happen to marry that Well, one. it's because I didn't marry the men, because I'm not gay. How many people... I don't, Tell I don't... me Quebecois you like. Mark Pelcher. Mark's from Quebec. He lives in the States. But I'm saying he's he from Quebec. He might as well just be an Anglophone like me. Like, we're, we're not really Francophones anymore. It's speak more English, I'm Canadian. Uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of other so. people that I know, that I know well enough to say I could talk to them and know them, know them. I don't know. I think that's that's it. Perhaps. Bob and Bernard. Uh-huh. They're the only ones. Well, people in your family. Well, no. Other people? <laughs> Julie, your sister, I know her. Maxine, our, yeah, our, our you nephew. You would say niece. she's racist. I would say that believing that... Yeah, I wouldn't say... I, I would say that she votes for a party that's racist, yes. I don't think Judy's a racist. No, that's stupid. That's foolish. Sometimes she is. <laughs> Maybe she is sometimes. I, 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 I've not seen that mother. side of her, but it's possible. I love her like I love myself, basically. So you can't stand her, her then? Much. <laughs> <laughs> so leave a lot of self-loathing towards Judy? <laughs> But I mean, I know people like Sylvain 
No, but I, I, I've seen them five times in my life at conferences. I'm not going to count that. You know, it's just not countable. I know a lot of people that, that are in, that certainly aren't originally from Montreal that live there, for example. Um, I know, which makes them, to me, Quebecers, but I guess maybe, you know, just like Newfoundlanders aren't Newfoundlanders unless they live there since John fucking Cabot, so I don't know. But, <laughs> I don't know, I, I, I think that, I don't think everybody that votes for the PQ is a racist. I think they're voting for a party founded on racism. That's yeah. a difference. I don't think everybody sees. I don't think everybody sees that. Whatever. I, I just... Another reason why everybody will hate Quebecers. No, that's the thing. I think the, the country is coming out saying Quebec is better than this. That's, that's the thing I'm hearing from people. Well, Justin Trudeau came out with this message, yes. But I've heard other people say the same thing. It could be because Trudeau said it. Excuse me. Justin yeah, Trudeau, I think he's yeah, awesome. There there's you go. He's a huge majority... There's a huge, well, not the majority, I would say. I don't know. I haven't seen the numbers recently on who supports it and who doesn't. I think Perizzo supporting it might change some people's minds because that was also an op-ed piece in Le Journal de Montréal, which he's obviously going after. That's that's a working-class newspaper, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not La Presse or something like that or, or Le Devoir, right? So, but it's interesting that people are starting to come out against it that are also true believers in the cause, right? And I think that's kind of an interesting thing um, to me. I, it surprises me. Um, no, this is, sorry, this doesn't surprise me because I think some of these people aren't... I think... I, I think this may back up... Back, uh, sorry, blow up in the, in the PQ's face in the, yeah, in, in the yeah. long term. I think in the oh, short term it helps them, perhaps, because it solidifies their base of sort of bizarre, hardcore nationalist yeah. base who have never actually met a Muslim um, mm-hmm. or a Jew, probably. But in the long run, I don't think it helps them at all. Unless the goal was literally to drive Anglophones and Jews and Arabs out of Quebec. And I even nailed, even Pauline Marois, that bitch, is not that sinister. You know, I don't think she's that sinister. Um, and she looks like she was built in a lab. So. I think that they had... Um, it was done in... Um, it was veiled. It was veiled at end. So it was illegal. To um, bring some, some form of... Um, you know, we're Quebecois and we're, we want to protect our values and we're, we're, you know, we fought hard to remove religion from, um, from a lot of, um, areas, you know, religion ruled Quebec and women... And a, really, a new religion women replaced could, it called Quebec women, nationalism. Women but. had to, uh, if, if they were divorced, they, they couldn't even show their face, uh, Outside. Divorce was illegal pre- in Quebec and in Newfoundland until like 1965 or something. <laughs> like almost it impossible would be to get like it. Ostracized. Yeah, that's right. They couldn't get a job. It was like it was up up in. I would even say like up in in the 80s. It was still like that. So it came out of the darkness of that, and I think maybe it's um, looking at France and. Uh, thinking that they should 
make a stand right away because they have they have this idea that you know all of a sudden they're letting in a lot of uh, uh, immigrants and Swart, swarthy and foreigners that don't want to all become Quebec nationalists. They speak French. They they choose uh, Quebec for that, and Quebec welcomes them. But then yeah, it welcomes them and know, says, "Don't wear your hat to work." They're they're trying to to say, "Well, you're in our country now. Play by our rules, or else." You know? See, nobody and I. There are parts of that that I agree with. I totally agree with the idea of keep your your arguments about from back in the old country, to take them away. Mm-hmm. You're, you're here now. Uh, I remember during the the, the the Yugoslavian civil wars in the 1990s, and we were living in Toronto then, um, getting really upset at seeing Croats and Serbs getting pissed off at each other in Toronto. It's like no, 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 no. you're in Canada now. Put that shit aside. Mm-hmm. Um, that I agree with. On the other hand, so you're telling people because they move to a new place, they have to now suddenly become those people. The exact opposite of what Quebec nationalism is about, which is, if, if, well then why don't they all just shut up and speak English, which I don't think they should do. You know, so that kind of thing, it's, the irony is thick, like it's just... Well, that's the thing, any time that you deal with this, these sorts of things, you're going to get, um going to get uh, abused somehow, so it's it's better to, you know, at work, um, you wouldn't um, wear, um, well, it would, it would be a good idea not to wear, you know, like, your pants uh, with holes or things like that. Because the holes are. <laughs> yeah, it depends, like, you know, if you're... Uh, if, if you're a professor, you can pretty much dress the way you want. Yeah, to a point, yeah. Yeah. Way more than most jobs. I mean... That's, that's for sure. Like, you use your judgment in all of these situations. Yeah. Right? But, and each place has its own sort of uh, rules. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I used to be so afraid. Like, last year, I remember having a conversation about... You know, what if one day I'm teaching French and there are Saudi women and they're completely veiled? How would I react to that? Well, it'd be different. My first reaction is always, oh my God. Uh, You know, what? do you think you're so beautiful or something that you have to hide yourself? It's sort of a reverse kind of, a reverse... um, Vanity. You know? Well, maybe. I mean, I don't I'm really thinking. Well, my husband loves me so much. He thinks I'm the most beautiful woman. He doesn't want other men seeing me, and I'm going to play this game of cat and mouse. You know. I mean, part it's, of it. See, it comes from it comes from the idea that when uh, in uh, in in the sixth sixth uh, century um, North Africa. That a man, when he traveled with his wife, mm-hmm. she should be covered because of, I don't know, the caravans were probably kind of um, dangerous and she should protect herself, that kind of thing, maybe. 
but it oh, just sure. yeah. it just became no. the norm, and, fact, and now we don't live in this world anymore. And I don't think that stuff's even in the Quran. I think that's more a tradition as far as the culture goes. It's weird. I think. I, I'm no expert. I've read uh, once in a while I get into shouting matches with Arabic people about Palestine and Israel and it's really difficult because I always default to protect Jewish people. No matter what, I always think yeah. you know, don't bomb them, they'll leave you alone. You know. But really, I, I watched a, a movie about uh, about uh, Israel encroaching on um, the West Bank a lot, uh-huh. and people sort of always protesting peacefully and getting killed. You know, so I mean, there are two stories, but whenever there are um, big uh, bomb launches, I, I keep telling Palestinians. Stop it! Yeah, You're killing course. yourself. Of course, yeah. You know, like don't do that. Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, and that's the problem is that you know the world certainly sees the Middle East a lot more as a gray area than it used to, mm-hmm. but also the Western world. But also, and people have genuine sympathy for the Palestinian people. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. But. When you kidnap I, Israeli soldiers or you launch rockets at innocent people, well, they kidnap it's, it's, Palestinians all the time. Well, they uh, take th- them. That's called payback. And the thing is, if you want, to, what you do is you say, "No, we're going to negotiate instead of electing Hamas as our leaders." Mm-hmm. You know. I was watching that movie, uh, Five Cameras, mm-hmm. and uh, he was describing that. The, the Israel had passed a law that if you had a concrete uh, building set up, that you couldn't, it, it wasn't allowed to be destroyed. So they just started building houses on Palestinian land. You know, and there were Israelis that were with the Palestinians. They were activists for the Palestinians. Oh, I understand that. That was just unreal. Like, there are so many things that we, we don't know. and But the thing is, I uh, uh, wanted to get to is that um, all these old rules and traditions, they're over. It's, it's gone. <laughs> that time is finished. Yeah. We live in another world now. And also, I mean, there's a few things there. Um, in the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, um, there was a chance in 1947 to accept the partition agreement, and they didn't. And then they tried to drive the Jews into the sea, and they lost. And you know, that's just history now. That happened, so get over that. And I know it's hard to say, but get the fuck over it. It's not a thing that they can get over. But they're going to have you to. See, you should see that movie. It explains it very well. I, I've read a lot about the, this. I understand it. They look at their olive trees. They want to go pick the olives. Oh, big it's fucking deal! Listen to me. It's behind. It's between. It's between the line. They go. They yeah. pick up the olives. They build 
things because this guy lo lost most of his land right. to the building of those uh, developments. Oh, no, those settlements are different. The settlements and, are wrong. Don't misunderstand. Yeah, well, They're that's wrong. what I mean. I'm not talking and about the settlements. is to go pick olives, and then in the night, the Israelis burn their olive trees, and you should see, it's like worse than having killed their family. Well, that should tell you, you know, something like, that olives aren't as important as people. No, it's, it's... It's the attachment to the land that most people have. I don't because I was uprooted all of my life everywhere, and so are you. You don't really. Uh, you, you I don't play. I don't play blood with soil Canada. attached to land. I don't I, do that. I I believe in that. I believe in love of the land. No. Uh, we are part of nature. Well, that's We fun. live in our nature. We are part of it, and yeah. you know. No, that's that. That's fine. But all I'm saying is that look, I, and I'm not talking about the settlements. The settlements are wrong. They're just fucking wrong. But there was a chance for the. There, there were there were states carved up, and they said no. We just can't have any Jews living here. They blew it. They lost. Move on. It would be like people in Quebec. Saying they we're have, still part of France. They have moved on. Everybody has pretty much moved in on 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 their land, and and now they're living in that well, the state. Is, but nobody of, wanted them. The, the, the Jordan didn't want them. Syria didn't want them. Egypt didn't want them. You know, I mean, the, the Palestinian people have been really. They've got they've got screwed by the Arab world. I don't think they've been told the exact opposite, but they've been screwed by them. Oh, no. you know, they're all screwed by each other. Exactly. They're not. It's it's like when the the states will start draining lakes and you know encroaching on. The states Canadian, isn't going to drain any lakes. Yeah, they're, they're going to be polluting everything, and you'll see. They're not going to be our friends all the time. Well, you can never predict what's going to happen in a hundred years. Well, it's it's like when a big when a big bully comes in, you know, telling you what to do. You're not going to like that. Well, when their government uh, runs out of money in a couple of weeks, they're not going to be able to do that to anybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's happening with that? I I read I read echoes here and oh, there geez, of the government. So fucked up. The See? government in the United States, like having to shut down. To shut down and remember then they just leave. Do you remember the episode of The West Wing where Bartlett has to walk over to the, the Speaker of the House and then he leaves? Do you remember that episode? Uh, barely. Shut down. It's a great episode. Perhaps the one of the best episodes of The West Wing. What's happened? See, their system's fucked up. Ours. You can say all you want about the Westminster parliamentary system, but that would never can't happen in this country. That can't happen because the government proposes a budget and then it's voted on. There, Congress proposes a budget and the president does and they negotiate on it. And Congress has the spending power. It can levy taxes. But the president can veto any legislation. So what they do is they, they debate about what's going to be in the budget. And it takes years. It can take a year to debate last year's budget kind of thing. Like it's that kind of bullshit. And uh, so they said we're not going to pass anything because we want to remove Obamacare. But you know what? It's only 40T 
Tea Party Republicans, you know the batshit crazy wing? Mm -hmm. That's who wants to remove it. It's been the law of the land for four years. Even regular Republicans don't want to do it. But it needs enough people to pass it. And because there's fewer Democrats than Republicans in the, in the House, even though they got 1.1 million more votes than Democrats, because the way they draw their fucking boundaries in the states, and that's a whole, we could do a whole show on that. Um, they can't pass it. So it's 40, out of, out of 435 people in the House, it's 40 right-wing, nasty, batshit crazy fuckheads that are holding this whole thing up. So that should tell you something. And all they want to do is remove Obamacare. You know, the thing where people can get medicine and go to a doctor. Because it's socialism. So, it's just complete bullshit. That's one of the reasons I like our system better. <laughs> it can't happen here. That can't happen here. The uh, We've also been watching uh, a lot of, uh, the, of, of Foil's War. Mm-hmm which is a show about um, about a detective, uh, a policeman. His name is Foyle. Uh, he's a police officer mm -hmm. uh, during World War II in, in England, and it's been great. Um, I've really... It's a different side, kind of World War II show, and that's something I've really enjoyed about it. You know? It, it's, it's, it's not the same as everything else. It's, it's, it's got a different kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've really enjoyed about it. It's, it's not... It's never violent. I shouldn't say it's never violent. It's not an action show. Mm -hmm. Right? And I really like that about it. It's yeah, been a lot of, it puts me to sleep every night. Except, except that you want to watch it, right? Like It's yes. not like it's boring you. It's no, just that, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The voices are just soothing and <laughs> the, right. the, the, the story development is very strong. So it's long and it takes a while to get to some information about what is happening. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's usually very complex, too. That's that's part of what I like mm -hmm. about it. Like, it's hard to figure out. You figured one of them out, though. It was pretty good a couple episodes ago. It really brings us there. Yeah. Right? Well, that's what they're trying to do, right? Which is, And they do a hell of a job. Yeah, well, they... I think they got, they got pretty smart and... Um, they put in fake leads many times. Oh, I think that's true. Now like, they put in fake leads. It, so it, it's hard to know. You, you can't really think, oh, I'm going to go down this way. Mm -hmm. You know? Before, no, right. before it was straightforward, it, it just kind of, if you paid attention, you could figure it out. Yeah. But now, they, yeah, they, they sort of, and, and their fake leads are, are, are good. Yeah. So yeah. there's it, a possibility that it could be that. And it's also this yeah. and a lot of these shows, you know, when you watch them, the first thing you see it's always the person who's obvious didn't do it. And it isn't always the case in this. Very often the person who's obvious is the person who did it, right? And that, that's kinda cool. So you don't really know which is which. Like and that's what makes the show great, and I've really enjoyed it, and I'm glad uh, I'm glad for having the Netflix. It, it pleases me to have the Netflix because um, there's oh, so much Netflix new stuff we're discovering. It's so good. Yeah. I can <clears throat> put my uh, headset and have my MacBook Air and take it anywhere in the house and, and we've discovered, lying down. And we've had it since it came out in Canada. The day it started in Canada, we had it. Mm -hmm. 
And now I that we like it. It yeah. has a wide variety of styles, and I can find independent movies and yeah. strange, weird movies and documentaries that I yeah. like. And now that we have uh, Unblock Us, which we've had for almost a year now, Mm-hmm. You can choose one of, I think it's 16 Netflix regions. So if you want to see what's on Netflix UK, you can, or USA, or Canada, or whatever. So mm-hmm. I really, uh, uh, I should put, put the official link in there. And if you use, if you subscribe to Unblock Us with our link, I get $5. So I should, mm. yeah, I could do that. Um, <laughs> anyway, is there anything else interesting that's going on in your part of the world, Isabel? Oh. We're going to try to put up the uh, the language program oh, again. Nice. Uh, however, Lucy's really late with everything, and she says she's busy. And unfortunately, yeah, I know. No, it's okay. She doesn't listen to oh. to, to the podcast, but <laughs> I'm not. Uh, it's something she knows. Okay. I'm not whining about. No, no, no it. fair enough. It's no, she's probably too, so. not going to be as successful because of that. So. Well, I'll say this though: it didn't seem like you would like. Who thought you would be that successful the first time around? And you were right. Like you started something, and in three weeks you had. What did you get? Twenty-eight people signed up in three weeks, or something like that. Yeah. For all your workshops, so who knows? It's more. Yeah, it's more than that. It's like thirty-two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got that going, so that'll be good. And uh, yeah. Thanksgiving's coming up, and you're going on a trip, so maybe the next yeah. time we we are on here, you'll you can come back and tell us about your uh, festival of excitement in Quebec mm-hmm. on your trip uh, to Montreal and Quebec City and all that stuff. Yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. So, um, let's see. Why don't we play the outgoing theme here, right there, and we can say that we will see you in the future. And Thank you. Thanks for listening to us, and uh, thanks for asking us to put out more episodes and all that stuff. And we'll see you again soon. See you.